Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. Hello, beautiful podcast listeners, mamas. How are you guys doing? I've been thinking of you. How was your conference weekend? In today's episode, I'm going to be addressing something that comes up. It's funny. Somebody said to me casually, and conference was awesome, of course. And I was like, yes, totally. And then I stopped and thought, you know, conference isn't awesome for a lot of people. And you might be one of those people. And I know, I know. And actually, I did enjoy conference, general conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For any uh, who are not members, go check out last episode. You can see where to view the conference, but you can just Google it and see it. But anyway, I highly recommend it, by the way. But what makes it amazing for me are my thoughts and my belief in truth that is eternal, my belief in God, and also my belief that I am enough. But there was a moment during the conference when I didn't feel that way, and there might have been many moments for you where you didn't feel that way. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Before we dig in, I just wanted to read a client testimonial. I don't think I've read this one before. So this is from my client, Ellie. She said, and it's on my website, so it's lizzylangston.com. It's kind of fun. I kind of love my website. (laughs) It's so pretty. I love flowers, so I made sure my designer put lots of them on there. (laughs) She said, before finding Lizzie, I had just had my third baby and felt mentally out of control. I was completely overwhelmed most of my days. I was considering getting on depression medication, but didn't feel right about that yet. I participated in a free one-hour Zoom call that Lizzie did and took vigorous notes. There was so much helpful, applicable, and relatable information. New thoughts. In such a short amount of time, I felt like I had a lifeline to help me pull myself out of the funk I was in. I shortly after hired Lizzie to be my coach. I have learned to challenge my thoughts, reflect on negative feelings I have, and trace back to my own thoughts. This has been a game changer in my motherhood. To anyone feeling pulled or even guided to Lizzie and coaching, I highly recommend moving forward. Invest in yourself. 
I learned so much about how my past thoughts weren't serving me, challenging those thoughts and kicking them out of my brain. I still have moments of frustration, but I'm not sitting and dwelling in it. I don't, I not only feel more myself, but a more empowered version of myself. And it's wonderful. Ellie. Thanks so much, Ellie. It's been such a pleasure working with you. And, um, yeah, so just wanted to share that you're awesome. Let's dive right into this. So when general conference doesn't feel good, first of all, you might be feeling shame about this. And when you feel shame, you can do one of two things. You can commiserate with other people who feel a ton of shame and who probably believe that it's because of the words of the leaders and that the church is awful or something like that, which everybody is entitled to their own belief. And I do not have any judgments on anybody. And then you can also figure out why you feel shame and you can decide to take responsibility of your testimony of God and of his son, Jesus Christ, and decide that, Hey, if I want to keep my testimony nice and strong and shiny and take really good care of it, it might just be that my testimony needs some cleaning up, some cleanup time. It might just be that I have some thoughts about the sources of inspiration that I choose to listen to that aren't actually helping me feel inspired. So the fundamental thing I want you to consider if you didn't feel good during general conference is like, are you willing to take on responsibility again, not in another, here's another reason to beat myself up shame game sort of a way, but are you willing to consider that number one, it could be the way I'm thinking about what is said by church leaders. Okay. And if you're willing to just look at that, here's the good news is that if your shame and the ickiness you felt during conference was created from your own thinking, then the good news is, right? You already know what I'm going to say. You can then create a different experience. Now, I know maybe the battle inside your brain right now might be that by and large, you kind of just believe that there are some things that are in the church that are wrong or whatever. And I'm going to give that to you for sure. Like take that. I'm not saying that you're not allowed to have questions or concerns on the journey to faith. And I want anybody listening, no matter what your religious preferences or lack of religion, whatever, to consider like, what does faith look like? I want to offer that whatever your faith looks like right now is part of faith. So that's important for you to recognize is that wherever you are with your experience of church and God, that is what faith looks like too. It's messy sometimes. It's dark sometimes. You feel like walking away sometimes. You feel like putting it down. And we do set it aside sometimes and do other things because there's pain or there's confusion or there's fear or there's feelings of unworthiness. So my intention today is to help you, number one, know that I have compassion for you if you feel that way, and I want you to have compassion for yourself. I felt that way. It's really normal. And if you don't want it to mean that the church is not true or that God isn't real, it doesn't have to mean those things. I want you to know and be empowered that you are in charge of your testimony. And just like a bank account or just like your house, there's maintenance required. There is a watchful eye. We have to be stewards over our faith. And if it's sick, if our faith is sick or wounded or feeling wobbly or low, the only place we can look is ourselves, not blaming God, not blaming the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It's looking at your own self 
How did I create this result? And we do that because we love our faith and because we want faith and we care about having faith. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right. So the first point I want to make today is that um, if you're feeling like the words that were said during conference were hurtful or insensitive or anything like that, but specifically I'm going to focus, okay, on feeling not enough. So if you heard something like, some counsel or some, I urge you to do this, or I ask you, or I implore you, or I bless you that, um, to do this thing, or as you try to do this thing, this thing will happen. And if any of that was said and you felt like you were lacking and that you're not good enough, I want you to know that there's a separate problem in your mind and heart right now that actually has nothing to do with church and spirituality. Now, maybe the words in this spiritual gospel setting were a trigger, but what was touched on in your mind and heart and the feelings of inadequacy you felt are within yourself and your own mind. And I want to deliver this information to you very delicately and gently without any self-judgment. So as you hear my words, I don't want you making this mean, and I don't think it would be helpful or useful for you to make my words mean that you're not enough. But if that does come up at all during this episode, of course, right? Because if it's coming up during the general conference, yeah, it could come up anywhere because the problem isn't the speaking or the words or the subject matter. And by the way, there really isn't a problem per se in the true sense of the word. Like it's not a problem that you feel shame unless you think it is. Okay. I kind of do. I think that the gospel of Jesus Christ, the purpose of it is not to make us feel like we're not good enough. It's the opposite. It is to tether us to the being who is good enough, who is the source of all abundance. And that is our savior, Jesus Christ. And your involvement in the gospel and his gospel, I don't believe he wants that involvement to be something about which you feel terrible all the time. I imagine that our Savior, Jesus Christ, because his whole life, the whole purpose of his life was to invite others, to show them the way. Because his invitation is always come follow me, not stay where you are and feel crappy about where you are and just feel that way. And I want you to just feel that way forever. (laughs) And I condemn you to your imperfections. No. And so when there is shame, I think it's a problem simply because as somebody who follows him and has somebody who has felt a lot of shame in her lifetime, I just think it's incongruent with his gospel's message, which is why I want to address it and do something about it here. Okay. So going back to the first principle I want to teach you, which is that 
the quote problem or the source of your shame, let's say, is not actually the speaker's words at general conference. It's not actually your mother's words. You know, the last time you felt shame around her, it's always our thoughts. And so the first piece of awareness I want to hand to you is that you want to look at your own thinking versus trying to make a decision about the truthfulness of the church or the stances of the church, by all means, consider those things and ask all the questions in your faith journey for sure. How great, like it can strengthen your faith. Definitely. But let's be clear that our experience of religion is always going to be our thoughts. Does this mean that your feelings are not valid if you've left the church or you have know somebody who has, and that I'm saying they're wrong or bad? Totally not. And honestly, not all of us know at any given moment as humans that our own thoughts are creating our feelings. Many times the brain is designed to prove itself right. The brain is designed to bring you a circumstance. Like when you see something happening, when you're taking in information through your eyes, the brain is programmed to tie together the circumstance with your thought about it. And so it just, it goes like, I see conference, I feel shame. And we, our brain doesn't actually notice our own thoughts in between. So I have so much compassion for anybody who has walked away from the church or is feeling um, either afraid or just wanting to put distance there because they feel really icky when they're at church or whatever it is. And I also want to be the voice of hope here that if you want to restore your faith or protect your testimony and keep it where it is or strengthen it, it's totally possible no matter what the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is doing, no matter how imperfect the people are, no matter how many changes do or do not happen in policy, that you can have the testimony you want regardless of anything. Let me break away from the spiritual example just for a moment to give your brain a little wiggle space and to just take a more everyday example. Many times people think that their marriage, like their husband has to change in order for them to feel better in their marriage. And so we know that's not true because sometimes husbands do change and wives are still upset. Or sometimes wives make the changes their husband desired and their husband still feels not happy or dissatisfied or whatever. So we, we know that it's actually each person's thoughts that create their experience of the, the entity we title marriage, but really it's just their experience of the relationship with the other person. So a relationship with anything is actually our thoughts about the thing or the person. So the same goes for general conference and by a broader extent, the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, right? Like our church Our experience of our church is always going to be a product of our thoughts. Am I saying that inspiration from on high and God giving you a feeling in your heart and personal revelation isn't real? Totally not saying that. It totally is. And I love it. And our experience of our religion comes from our thoughts as far as the day-to-day, our relationship with God and his church. Okay. The second thing I wanted to teach here is something I've been marinating on for a while, which is the difference between worthiness and worth. Okay. So if you feel shame, this is why it's pertinent to you and why I'm mentioning it in this episode. If you feel shame when you're watching general conference, shame comes from, I'm not enough. Something's wrong with me inherently. Like I don't measure up. Okay. So shame is a worthiness leakage. Not really. Like it's not like you're really not worthy enough. It's that you don't feel that you are. You don't believe that you are. 
Shame is the feeling we get when we don't believe we are worth and whole just as we are, when we're not able to accept and love our imperfections. Okay. So sometimes we feel shame and our concern is that we're not worthy. Like we're not enough. And I just want to offer that as a child and as a daughter of God, right? So as spiritual offspring of a perfect heavenly being, and as a being you, as somebody who has received spiritual gifts from your father in heaven, you are always enough because you are his. And just because you are like, there is an inherent worth in you, no matter what you ever do. This is where the famous, like if you crumple up a $20 bill, you can crumple it up, but it's still worth $20. Okay. There's still that value there. So that's like the human existence. Now we know that there is worthiness requirements to stand in the presence of God. The book of Mormon teaches us no unclean thing can be in the presence of God. I'm sure there's some version of that in the Bible as well. But the worthiness to be in God's presence and the ability we have to strive and to become and to repent in order to be worthy and achieve that worthiness is different and separate from our worth as a human being. Worthiness has to do with God's requirements to be fit to be in his presence. Worth is inherent within each one of us and cannot be touched and earned or not earned and subtracted from or added to. It's equal across the board. But through our agency and our choice and our accountability in our lifetime, we might be coming, be becoming more fit for God's presence or being less fit for his presence. I like to say fit versus worthy. Okay. So I say worthiness or worth is like my worth, like a dollar bill, kind of my worth as a human, my worth as a daughter of God. And then my fitness for his presence. You can say worthiness. It just helps me distinguish between the two. Same thing for the temple, because here's what I believe. And I want to, I want to kind of come at this in a back end way. So many times we kind of look at being in God's presence as like this high bar. And if we don't do all these things, we can't be there. But I actually want to offer that the commandments he gives us are to prepare us so that when we are in his presence, right, because he believes and he has given all of us the chance to be there. He can't do the work for us, but he offers it to each one of us on earth, right? We're here. We have a body and every day we're having a chance to prepare ourselves to the extent that we want to and to the priority that it is in our lives to be with him again. But I like to offer that the commandments and those standards of worthiness to, or fitness to be in his presence are actually a gift and a blessing to us so that first of all, we can be there. And second of all, that when we're there, we enjoy it and we don't want to hide our face from his glory. There's I can't remember exactly where it is, but again, it's in the book of Mormon, which for those who don't know is a companion to the Bible. It's, it's another Testament of Jesus Christ that has been brought forth much many years after the Bible was brought forth, but I'm so grateful for it anyway. So in Alma chapter 12, verse 14, he says, um, he's basically talking to people who are hardening their hearts against the word 
and who are not trying in their faith, right? That we will not be found spotless. So what we know, he says, if we were to be in the presence of our God in that, he calls it an awful state. Like if we are not fit to be in his presence, it's kind of like if you go to the gym and you are super out of shape, like it doesn't feel good to be on the treadmill. That doesn't mean anything about you. It just means you're human and it means that your body is not in shape or whatever. And so you're going to feel that pain. doesn't mean that it's not possible to become in shape, right? And so I'm saying that the commandments are there to help us stay in shape in the first place spiritually, to be in God's presence, because if we weren't, it would be like getting on that treadmill when you're really out of shape. You know, it says here, the mountains, we would, we would want the rocks and the mountains to fall upon us, to hide us from his presence. But this cannot be, he says, we must come forth and stand before him in his glory and in his power in his might and majesty and acknowledge to our everlasting shame that all his judgments are just. So it's, it says here, we're actually going to be in front of him, whether we're fit to be in his presence or not. It's just that if we, um, if we are, and we're prepared, it's going to feel amazing and like love. And we're going to be so relieved to finally be with him again. But if we're not going to, if we're not prepared and we're not worthy or fit to be in his presence, according to the commandments he's given us to help us prepare to be in his presence, it's going to be a shame game. It's going to be a shame day. So, um, that being said, we have to be careful when we apply shame to our worth as a human being, because we are always enough because of Jesus Christ. We have inherent worth because we are daughters and sons of God. And even when we are not worthy to be in his presence, that doesn't mean he doesn't love us any less. It just means that it doesn't, it's like incongruency. It doesn't feel good to our being and to our presence to be in his glory, you know, in the midst of his glory when we are not living according to his standards. So I hope my hope with teaching you this is that it makes you want to draw closer to your savior who is the source. He's the great equalizer. He is the source of all equalizing. Like if if there's, he is the addition to our subtraction. I said that the other day and I loved it. Like we do have some subtraction sometimes through our choices and he can make that right. Um, but I also want you to know that your worth is always intact. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And then the third thing I want to teach you with evaluating your experience of General Conference and just moving forward throughout your life with your testimony and faith in general is that shame is isolating. And I believe shame is a, is a tool of the adversary. 
When we feel shame, we hide. That's exactly what we want to do. Adam and Eve, when they had partaken of the forbidden fruit, what did they want to do? They wanted to hide and cover themselves and run away. And so shame is actually something that isolates. We self-isolate and that leaves us vulnerable. We don't want to ask for help when we feel shame. We don't want to be seen or heard when we feel shame. Okay. So that's something, I guess, almost a warning or a something like a piece of awareness I want to give you because when we're in shame, we are subject to being isolated and we are more, more vulnerable. I want to invite you, if you feel shame, not just in your testimony and faith stuff, but also in your motherhood, because chances are, if it's happening while you're watching general conference, that your, your brain's also throwing you big water balloons full of shame all the time in lots of different areas. And you're feeling inadequate and not enough in lots of different areas. By the way, let me just give you a glimpse of what this looks like. Okay. And then I'll follow, follow up with the invitation. So some common thoughts that are ones you can watch out for to know that you're feeling shame are I'm not enough. She's better than I am. I'm, I can never measure up. I shouldn't be here. If you're doing a lot or any comparing and despairing, that is your thinking thoughts that are making you feel shame. If you have a lot of ideas, but you don't act on them, one of the reasons could be, yeah, fear, but also because it comes back to this idea that you're not enough. You're too much of a mess or you're too much. You're just too not enough. So that's what it looks like from a day-to-day basis. And I want to invite you to come work with me. There was something that president Nelson, the prophet and the president of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints said in our general conference. And by the way, the general conference is for the world. So feel free to check it out anytime if you want some uplifting. But one thing he said in his talk in the women's conference on Saturday night, he said he is the most concerned, actually not about our, um, temporal preparation for the second coming, but our spiritual and emotional preparation, emotional. That's right. Not just spiritual, but also emotional. I just want to offer that in the coming days, just as he said, it won't be possible to survive spiritually without the constant influence of the Holy ghost. Emotionally, if you're feeling a ton of shame, it's hard to survive spiritually. It affects your testimony, not to mention your mothering and your motherhood. This is important in, in your ability to continue to become fit for the kingdom of God and to keep all of your covenants and the goals you want to have. The work I do helps empower you with tools to be onto your brain, your human mortal brain, which does in fact, the, lo- the lower brain fight against the higher brain. It fight against it fight. There is a, a juxtaposition between the lower brain, which wants what's comfortable, safe, and familiar and the higher brain, which wants to soar and become and unravel its power, your power. And I want you to be empowered with this understanding and the dichotomy between the two brains, because if you are not aware of it, you are also not in control of it. Let me say that again. If you don't have awareness, you don't have power control. You lose out on power. So my belief is that coaching is something that even further empowers Latter-day Saints to take their agency to the next level by understanding and being aware of their thoughts, which create their feelings, which all of the choices and behaviors that you do, all of your reactions and actions come from your feelings. That is the formula of our humanness, thought, 
plus feeling equals action equals result. Okay. So if you are not liking your results in your motherhood, if you don't want to have your testimony threatened by shame, I'm kind of the queen of the shame because I did it for so long and my brain was very, very persistent. And it frankly still is and probably will be for the rest of my life, but it's calmed way the heck down because our brain is a lot like an algorithm in a computer where the, the fewer amount of times that I really use the shame thoughts, because now I know how to talk to my brain when it offers me that stuff. It just doesn't offer it to me as much anymore, but it probably always will to some extent because for some reason it just feels helpful. Again, the human brain is programmed to problem solve. And so if your brain is bent on you and aspects of you being a problem, because it believes that you're not enough. Yeah. You're going to continue to feel that for a long time, but I can help you know how to respond to those thoughts in a way that quiets them and that they're not sent as often. And then when they are sent, they will feel so, um, different because you're not swallowed in them all the time. You're not swimming in shame throughout most of your day. That's what depression feels like. And so once you get out of that phase where it's happening a lot less then when it does happen, you're just going to lose your taste for it. Like you won't actually indulge in the self smackdowns and the self criticism parties and to where you get depressive and you just get locked into it for a few days at a time. I call that like a loop. And so I help people break negative thought loops. That's actually the webinar that Ellie, the client that I read her testimonial at the beginning of this episode, that's what I was teaching her is how to break negative thought loops. So I teach that to you and I will and can do that on a one-on-one personalized basis to book a consult with me. Just go to lizzielangston.com forward slash consult. That's Lizzie, L-I-Z-Z-I-E, Langston, L-A-N-G-S-T-O-N forward slash consult. I'll see you or talk to you on your consult and we'll talk next week. Take care guys. Hey, Lizzie here. I've helped dozens of postpartum moms just like you to manage their postpartum anxiety and deconstruct their postpartum depression. It's really easy for me. So if you're ready to feel better, I know the way. Let's chat on the phone. Set up a time by going to lizzielangston.com forward slash consult. It's pretty simple and I will be calling you soon. drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year 100,000 mile limited warranty you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible visit your local kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner kia movement that inspires call 800-333-4kia for details always drive safely limited inventory available warranties include 10-year 100,000 mile powertrain and 5-year 60,000 mile basic warranties are limited see retailer for details